Welcome, you're listening to the Leading Hope Podcast. My name is VJ Williams here with my friend and pastor Kevin Jack. Thank you for taking time out of your day to become a better leader. If you're new, we release a new episode every Wednesday. You can remember that by uh, subscribing on your favorite podcast platform right now. Also, share this with a friend on Facebook, YouTube. Are you on the Instagrams? I am. What's your handle? Uh, I don't remember. It's Kevin, Kevin Jack 10. Something. Kevin Jack 10. 10? Look yeah. him up, folks. Sounds there you right. go. Also, rate and review on Apple Podcast. A few extra minutes will absolutely help you get this into the hands of more leaders just like you. And visit leadinghope.online to get updates and find out more about the Leading Hope community. Kevin, today we are in episode 152. You've titled this Helping People Lean Into a Vision. Yeah, we got, a, we got a new series today. Lean. We didn't say the series. Sorry. Uh, is a new series? Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't even see. This is how you know these are actual real episodes. I don't even look at the content beforehand. Crafting a vision. Yeah. Wow. That's going to be, uh, that's a big one. <laughs> it <laughs> is a big one. It's a big one. I'm excited about the series. I really didn't have a clue that this is a new series. Yep, there you go. How, how about that? So we're going to be in this series uh, four weeks on this one. So for the rest of the month. And, um, well, if you're listening to them live. Otherwise, maybe maybe it's just a day. Yeah. Maybe it's just an hour and 20 minutes because everyone has 20 minutes to learn, to learn how to become a better leader. Make it count. There you go. <laughs> and so, hey, here's my hope for this series is... Um, I want to walk through, uh, we just recently walked through a vision crafting process mm. here at Highland Park. Yeah. And um, I was amazed, just like took some photos, posted them on the Instagram, uh, which... Kevin Jack 10. Yeah, sure. I feel like uh, I feel like that's a really poor indictment of me yeah, and my social media presence it, that I'm unsure what my handle is. It's, uh, it's kind of quite funny. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be some uh, jokes. If you go to Highland Park's Instagram, HP yeah. Lakeland, yeah. Uh, sometimes they tag me and stuff. And that's how you can figure out <laughs> whatever on earth my handle is. So anyway, so I'm posting just like as we're going throughout the process from time to time. And I got tons of questions from people coming back of like, why are you laughing at me? Because uh, I want to do an episode on how to become a social media influencer and have you lead that. Yeah, it's, 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 it's I would not going to go I well. I want you to talk about it. So you should have the social media. Uh, this is how you organize your MySpace page. You're going to want to put the background theme. The So I had a lot of people ask me questions about like, hey, what'd you do? How'd you go through this process? How'd you... And it was just kind of this realization. Um, for me, this was kind of natural. This mm. is more intuitive to me. And the reality that for many people, it's not. Like how you go about crafting a vision, how you go about cultivating, getting people to buy in early on. I was like, oh, this is just, I just kind of know how to do this. I don't exactly know how I know, but I know how it works. And I've done it several times now. So what I want to do is I just want to walk through for four weeks on how to craft a vision. And this first week is I really want to, because I think there's some stuff on the front end that'll help people lean into a vision. And I originally titled this uh, helping people lean in when they want to roll their eyes. <laughs> oh, that's good. Because the tendency is like when anytime there's like a vision statement, something like that, uh, that we're just very, it, it ends up defaulting to like corporate jargon very quickly. Yeah, I can. And so it just kind of falls into this sense of like, well, I don't even know what that means. 
And why do we all have to memorize this? And thank goodness we're all getting t-shirts on it. Otherwise, I'd completely forget what it was. What yeah. was it? Uh, let me remember what the t-shirt looked like that I got. Why does that apply vision. to me? Yeah, exactly. And so I, I believe that uh, I believe that vision is incredibly important to have. I believe it's significant. I believe it's compelling. And today, I, I want to just maybe walk through for the person who's a little bit of a skeptic. And maybe I should have hit this earlier because they've probably already shut it off and logged off and be like, I don't care about how to craft a vision. Yeah. But I want to talk about why it matters so much. And if I could just give you a couple reasons on the front end. Um, in Proverbs 29, I'm using some scripture today just as a heads up. In Proverbs 29:18, it says, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint or the more familiar translation where there is no vision the people perish and it's this idea i i do like the language of the people cast off restraint because it gives this picture of um restraint is a good thing like limiting options limiting choices they'll talk about this with training horses that when a horse is meek is when a horse is able to be ridden and that when a horse is able to be ridden it's far more strong it's far more powerful a wild horse actually isn't anywhere near as strong as a tame horse because it doesn't know how to control its power it doesn't Good. know how to control its ability and the same is true of individuals and groups of people as well that when there is no vision the people cast off restraint and they become weaker in the process. In the process, they limit their potential or the more clear one, where there is no vision, the people perish. And if I just give a couple reasons, reason number one, today, vision enables us to see, do, and become more than we currently are. Vision enables us to see beyond our present circumstances. Vision enables us to do more than we ever could have imagined. But most importantly, vision enables us as individuals to become more than we previously were. There's something about having a clearly defined vision that elevates our perspective, elevates our action, and begins to change our identity in the process. And so if you're kind of going, I don't really think I need a vision. My, I would just be concerned about your current level of complacency and are you actually in a season of growth? Because if you're in a season of comfort, you're not in a season of growth. And we typically go, I don't need vision, I'm fine. That's the issue. <laughs> like that is actually one of the things we're seeking to address that you're becoming more than you previously are. And then if I can move into a second passage of scripture in Habakkuk chapter two, verse two, this is probably the most fa famous scripture verse when it comes to vision. And it just simply says, write the vision, make it plain so that he may run who reads it, which language may sound a little funky at the end. So I'll say it again, write the vision, make it plain so that he may run who reads it. Whoever reads the vision can actually go do what they need to do in light of it. And there is something powerful, I believe, about an actual written vision, not just an understood yeah. vision, yeah. but like putting pen to paper, clearly defining this is what we're about, this is what we're going to become, this is why it matters, and goes through that. And here's reason number two, and I'll give an explanation in light of the verse in one second. Reason number two is that vision grants individuals agency. Agency meaning the power that you have over your life. If you need a connection to remember agency, just think sports. When a player has free agency, they are free to go do whatever they want. As an individual, when you have agency, it means you have, you're not a victim. You're not suffering from a victim mentality. You realize that you have control. 
you have power, you have agency over your actions and decisions in your life. And there's something powerful, like whenever a vision is written, all of a sudden, all the things that we're doing as an organization, as a group can come into alignment. If, If there isn't vision, you're only left with micromanaging or having no idea where things are actually headed. When there is a vision, what you do is you give the power back to the people. And I know that sounds like such a cheesy phrase on there, get the power back to the people. But you do, you grant individuals autonomy over their actions because they can run with what they've read. And it is to say like, if you are a boss or you're a manager, and you're micromanaging everything and you feel like nothing moves unless you force it to move and everything everyone does, you're having to dictate and energize and motivate and all these other things. Do this, go to your team and ask them, what are you attempting to accomplish? Yeah. Not passive aggressively, not like a jerk. Go to your team and say, what, like a year from now, what target are you shooting for? And here's my guess is you're going to get wildly different answers. And all of a sudden you realize why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. There you go. Well, this, well, of course that makes sense that you, if you think we're trying to accomplish that, it makes sense. And and the role of the leader really becomes in there to make sure that we're all marching towards the same bullseye that we're all trying to hit the same target. And when you do, you allow people to operate in their giftedness and you grant them agency back over their lives. Good. Yeah, that's great. So here's the, if I could just give like a little bit and, and then we'll get into the third reason, just touch on it is I would say this, like if you feel like you're living beneath your potential, you need vision. If you feel like you're wasting away and just doing the same thing, you need vision. If you feel like you're the only one doing the work, you need vision. If you feel like you have to micromanage everything, you need vision. If you felt like you've reached it already and there's nothing left for you to accomplish, you need vision. Like those are, those are so important. If you feel like people are getting pulled apart yeah, and you're not sure on your team or in your family or whatever it is, as if you're actually moving somewhere together, you need vision. Yeah. And here's the here's That's the good. beautiful thing. And this is this is the third reason. Okay. So reason one number one why you need vision. Vision enables us to see, do, and become more. Reason number two, vision grants individuals agency. And I hope some of you went like, oh wow, I'm I'm so sick and tired of micromanaging my team. Maybe I should learn how to craft a vision. Yeah. And that would help. But then here's the thing that I think is so important. And this is reason number three, that the output of the vision process is unity. (laughs) Not the prerequisite. Because we often think that. We think we need unity in order to come together on a vision. That's not how it works. Right. Because it's only after you've gone through the process and and knowing how you pull people together, which is something we're going to get into over the next three weeks, how you elicit input and create ownership and all these other pieces. But it's the output yeah. of it that is vision. And, and sometimes I think we say it like this. Um, some things can only be earned through sweat. 
Yeah. Like there's some things in your life that you can't accomplish any other way than just working crazy hard for it. Yeah. And I, I think what we want is we want unity without the work that it takes to actually create unity. We want to just believe we all come together and yeah, we're on the same page. We love each other. Everything's perfectly fine. We're great. And the reality is that's not how unity works. Yeah. And so I want you to know, man, if you're feeling stagnant, you need vision. If you feel like you're micromanaging, you need vision. You need to know how to craft it. But most importantly, I, I really believe this. If you're feeling disunified, if you feel like you're not necessarily, you're all in the same office, but you're not really all on the same team, you need to go through the process because unity is the output, not the prerequisite of the vision process. Um, so let's stay right there for uh, just a few minutes. Yeah. Um, that unity is not the prerequisite. Um, it's kind of funny. Like, I, I get why you put that there because it seems like that could be the case. But you can see all the people that if you already, if you're already unified, you probably are already moving within a vision. Yeah. So you don't. It's not. Pre, it's not required because you're already doing it. I look at all these like um, these these football teams that come out of nowhere, right? Um, especially in the NFL, um, that come out of nowhere uh, and they start putting together a, a, a multi-win streak. Yeah. And it's because they have defined their vision for their year. Yeah. And then they start putting it together. But they weren't unified until they actually started doing it together. Yep. Like, it didn't, didn't happen overnight. Yep. Uh, they actually had to discuss it. They had to change the way they did business. Mm -hmm. They had to change the way they think. They had to change the way they act. They had to change their behaviors and postures. Uh, at the end of the day, though, uh, talk more about why it's so important that we realize that we're not going to be unified until that statement. And, and talk about the statement itself and why writing it down is so important. Yeah. So uh, first on the statement, if we could stick with a football metaphor. Yeah, football. Like, is that like, what's the goal of your team? Win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like if a coach gets up there like, here's our vision. We're going to win. Yeah that there's layers to that vision. So like the output, yeah. And I would say like most most groups, teams, organizations, businesses don't have that level of clarity of vision even that most sports teams do. But there's another level, another layer of clarity that's deeper and that's how. Yeah. Like that's how you're going to go about it. And so if we say like for most churches, what, well, <laughs> Church, I could pick on a heart. Sorry, that's where my little uh, yeah. stammering. Like, what's your vision? Uh, to reach people and build disciples. There we go. Is it really? <laughs> like, that's good. Is yeah. it really? Yeah. But the, most churches, at least on the front face, would say, yes, this is our vision. But then the question, how? How are you going about that? And my guess is that almost everyone in that organization has a different opinion as to how it goes about or based upon the number of groups that are in the church. <laughs> sure. Uh, as as you're having that conversation and you're directing people in in this new process to create the vision, um, what is it that you are focused on when meeting with these groups of people? What is it that you're? Because you said it, they already know why they're there because they want to yeah. be part of it. Yeah. I think that's the driver. I want to be part of something that yeah. matters. Everybody does. Yep. Like you know what I mean. I don't know anybody that doesn't want to be part of something that matters. Yep. So vision helps you do that. But then when you get to the how part, how do you write that out? Because that's, that's the piece that's missing. It's, yeah, I want to win. Okay, yeah. how? That is uh, the fourth episode of the series. Oh, there you man, go. the fourth episode. You're going to tell everyone how? 
But the reality is, here's the hard thing is, and I know it may sound a little silly. Like we're doing a four part series on crafting a vision. Yeah. And the reality is, is like, it actually is way more complicated than get a bunch of people in a room and figure out what you want to do. Right. Like there's some real clear principles in this that if you violate, you're actually going to antagonize people instead of pulling people in. If you skip some steps in the process, what you're going to realize is you're going to get in meetings and you're just going to bang your head against the wall because no one's on the same page as to actually where you want to go about it. So I've been here uh, Highland Park now for seven months, seven ish, yeah. six ish, something like that. We'll go with seven. Yeah. Number of completion. We couldn't have done a vision. And, and I'm saying I'm new. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm new to the process. So don't hear this as a them. This is a me thing. Right. We couldn't have done a vision on month two. Right. There's, there's steps that we couldn't skip. Right. In the process. That's good. And I didn't want somebody, if I just said, oh, here's how you go about writing a vision statement. Someone goes, all right, I'm going to take two people or even worse. I'm going to go off in the woods by myself, come back and have a vision statement, share it with everyone, and then be shocked when they look at me with dull blank eyes wondering what on earth is actually going on. And that is contrary to what a lot of people think maybe the vision is. is Ain't that you go the out to, uh, you go You go to uh, an event, Yeah. and I have a vision now, and you haven't ran it by your wife. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, here's my vision for my life. Right. Yeah. I don't want to be a part of that. Yeah. And so I think that's so important that you, you say these steps uh, really matter. Uh, the reason too, that you gave was vision grants, individuals agency. Yeah. And I love the free agent that yeah. the way that you explain what agency means in this context of freedom, um, to, to, to do what you need to do to accomplish the vision, which is the outcome that we're reaching yep. together. Uh, Donald Miller was, uh, I was watching something that he said the other day and he was talking about, you know, I, I wasn't, uh, I didn't get to pick my shoe size. I didn't get to pick some of these things in my life, but I do have a choice of what my next step is. And so talk about that. Like a lot of these things within a vision, there are boundaries. Yeah. There are things that you can't do, um, in order to accomplish this vision. It's maybe even something within maybe something that you enjoy or like, but within the vision is just not going to help it be accomplished. So we'll explain the difference between freedom within the vision and then freedom outside of it. Uh, I remember, uh, who was it? I think it was HBO had a special. It was, uh, Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. Oh, I saw that. Who are great friends. Nick Saban, Alabama head football coach. Sorry. You said great friends. I was like, Oh, you're great friends with them. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's amazing. They're great friends. They've been to Highland Park. Three of us. This is incredible. Me, Nick and Bill. (laughs) We were hanging out the other day. Incredible. He's going to sit. HBO came in. So I slipped out. Nick Saban (laughs) sat in the front row of HP next week. There we go. It's amazing. Sorry. Uh, too many Gator fans. I don't, I don't know how they <laughs> oh, feel about yeah, that. That's true. Um, so, uh, the, uh, Nick Saban, uh, head football coach for Alabama, Bill Belichick, longtime football coach for the Patriots, long considered some of the best in their craft. Yeah. And, uh, years ago, Nick Saban was actually on Bill Belichick's staff. And during the interview, Nick just made this passing comment. He said, you're the only coach that I ever coached for. Cause he was on his staff. He said that I knew exactly what I was supposed to do. And then you never messed with how I did it. Oh yeah. He said, every other coach 
I never quite exactly knew what I was supposed to do. And then they always came in and refined and messed my stuff. That's but cool. you made it oh so clear. This is what I need the secondary to do during this game. And then I never had to check back in with you. That's fantastic. And like, that's what agency is. Yeah. And I think uh, for those of us, like for everyone in your work, you go, oh, I want that. Yeah. Like, give me the hill. Yeah. Give me the target. Get out of my way. That's good. But for most of us, the reality that we live in is we never really know which hill, which target, and then people are always messing with our stuff. That's exactly <laughs> right. Great. Hey, that's all we got time for today. Uh, wrap up 152, helping people lean into a vision. Yeah, I just want to say real simply today, vision matters. Like, it matters. It matters for your personal life. It matters for your team. It matters for your organization. Knowing where you're headed in the future does so much. And so you need to know how to go through the process, how to craft the vision, which we're going to hit in the next three episodes. That's awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you're new to the podcast or haven't yet subscribed to mean the world to us, if you did that now, also post about it, rate and review or both. You won't believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders just like you. We love hearing your stories of how the podcast is working in your life or business. If you have a story, visit leadinghope.online. We would love to hear from you. And remember, everyone, everyone has 20 minutes to learn to become a better leader. Make it count. Yeah.